He's Darren Butter, and uh, it's been a while since we've caught up, Darren. Uh, how are things up in Tower Towers? They're good. It's um, it's nice. We have a, a nice big house. Very lucky to be in this position. Um, lots of places to hide and big garden. So it hasn't been too bad. It hasn't been too bad, and my job means that I can kind of work from anywhere. Mm-hmm. So as long as I have my phone on me, I can kind of work. So it's not been not been much different than what I was trying to get to a few months ago with a lot more working from home and yeah. money and and um and having my meetings all very set and organized so it's not been too bad how about yourself uh beginning to go a little bit stir crazy now I think um it's been it's been up and down it's been really good uh just having uh, my partner and uh, my flatmates around because we've just tried to have some fun every now and again it's obviously not the easiest thing to do when your resources are limited, but um, I've been catching up with other podcasts and stuff and obviously keeping a real close eye on the <laughs> lack of stuff happening in, in the NFL at the moment. Um, but I think I've lost something like 120 hours to football manager lately in the last couple of weeks. So that's pretty much what I've been, been doing. But um, my uh, my stint as a manager of Aberdeen Football Club is doing like really, really well at the moment. So that's pretty much where my life is right now. Oh, I was also playing a lot of Doom Eternal, but football managers have overtaken that now. Nice. I um, I downloaded FIFA and finally got my matchmaking to work. I think my my PS4 is on the way out, to be honest. It's oh, yeah. old. Um, couldn't connect to any games for the first week, but I reset everything and changed all the internet settings on the PS4. And finally, I started getting connected to games. But I bought this game... In April, when everyone else bought it in September. So, yeah, so everyone else um, is real good at it. Well, it's not even that they're... Re- I'm good at FIFA, but it's the, um, the teams. Bag. Yeah, it's the teams. I have Trezeguet from Aston Villa, Adama Toure on right wing, and then I have 80-rated Gabriel Jesus. And then the first game I played, the guy had a 98 overall Mbappe, a 97 Ronaldo, <laughs> and, a ni- and a 95... Uh, Florian Talvin, and even though I had like eight shots on goal, I think I got beat like six three. It's just, it doesn't seem quite right. It's a bit hard because you've got to, if you want to catch up, you kind of got to pay to win. And I refuse to buy anything from EA. Yeah, yeah, no, no, none of that. None of these uh, like spending actual money on packs when you could just be saving up and you know buying a better game. Uh, whatever buying happened to Pro Evo? <laughs> we're buying a house. I play Pro Evo. Yeah, I that's play it. On, on the Master League, because the career's better. So when I play one player, I play Pro Evo. If I play online, I play FIFA. I just can't be done with playing anything online. There's just too many people wanting to insult my mum for no particular reason on there. So um, just uh, just stay off, play solo campaigns, and be happy with it. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. In, in saying that, I've been um, uh, catching up with a couple of friends back home as well. Played some Human Fall Flat on, on Steam. Um, just about the the silliest thing uh, I've ever played after maybe Goat Simulator. Um, uh, so so yeah, it's just that there's you know there there is the means of technology keeping us all together. Uh, like whether you're in your own bubble and keeping in touch with someone in the same place or keeping in touch with people across the world, it's um it's amazing the times that we live in. Yeah, I did a pub quiz with um, people from Dundee yesterday morning. 
and it was there's twenty three teams. Yeesh. Um, and I came fourth, and the other the three teams ahead of me were couples. So no. I think I think that gives me gives me the win. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah. In your in your <laughs> rules in your life that does. Okay. Sure. <laughs> you keep telling yourself that. But it was it was good. Um, I've got to stop having beers with my mates in Scotland at, at seven a.m. Yeah, it's <laughs> on not the weekend. Uh, yeah, it's, it's problematic. <laughs> That's a slippery slope. It's not great. <laughs> well, you That's make your own rules right now. It's not as if uh, you know time means anything anymore. Uh, it's the weekend right now, but you know any day could be the weekend if you you're always working from home. Um, thoughts go out to those who have maybe lost a lot more during the course of this um, pandemic. Hope everyone else is actually keeping safe and uh, making the most of what it is that they can in their respective situations. But anyway, we're an American football podcast, Darren. And uh, there's not been much in the way of NFL news lately. There's been a few uh, signings here and there. I think Roosevelt Knicks just signed for the Colts or something this morning, but that's hardly blockbuster type stuff. Um, but the one Good thing, <laughs> the one thing that we do have to look forward to, because uh, apparently it is still happening imminently, is uh, the NFL draft. Um, so we thought that today we would try and draft for uh, each respective team in the first round. That is, of course, if they had a first round pick, because there are a few teams that just don't have that anymore, uh, haven't given them up. So I think the Texans don't have any first round picks. Um, who else doesn't have a first-round pick just now, Dan? Can you remember? The, um, I was literally looking at it a second ago. Uh, oh, the Chicago Bears. Bears don't, and neither do the Rams. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So um, the way we plan on doing this is um, we'll look through at the first round of the draft and how we think it's going to pan out if there were somehow no trades to be involved um, and just who we think each team is most likely to pick up. Now, uh, I will tell you what what I believe each each team will be picking, and then Darren will tell you his, or vice versa. So we'll just kind of flip it back and forth, I guess. Um, Are we not competing? I mean, we, we can. We can do that. I've, I've, I've taken a note of um, who I believe each team will, will pick, and I'm sure it will go out the window real fast but um yes yeah, as soon as trades start happening uh, anything we say is going to mean absolutely bubkis but you know it's, it's all part of the exercise should we just do a mock draft evens and odds oh no i wasn't prepared for that <laughs> <laughs> we did that we did that last year but um uh no i'm, I'm not prepared for that i'm not i'm not ready oh okay <laughs> can't, can't, wing, can't wing it now. That's all right. Okay, no, we, we'll we, we could we could try, but um, uh, I, I don't know. Do, do you do you do you want to try that, or do you want to just go for what I, what I've actually planned out and thought out very carefully from each team's perspective? Um, let's go with you as the play by play. Do it your way, and I'll just. That sounds I'll, good. I'll, we we can I'll always add some points. We can always fiddle about. I'll tell you what. We, we can. Um, Maybe do one where we think that there will actually be trades and we can actually just make them up ourselves and just go crazy. Okay. Okay. That is the draft. <laughs> We're really, really complicating <laughs> things right now. So, um, yeah, before we actually kick off, I know that we said there would be no trades, but I just want to put out a little bit of a hot take there for you, Darren, and just see see what you think. So, 
my thoughts are that before the draft kicks off, there will be a three-way trade between the Washington Redskins, Detroit Lions, and the Miami Dolphins. So I think that the Washington Redskins will get the third pick from Detroit, as well as Miami's second and third round picks. Detroit will get the fifth pick and a Miami second round pick. And Miami will get the second overall pick from Washington and Detroit's fourth round pick. And then that will allow Miami to jump up and take Tua Tungavailoa. The Redskins will still get Chase Young, plus more picks. And the Detroit Lions will still get Jeffrey Okuda. So obviously I've just gone and uh, told you what I think is going to happen for, for what, what, which of these teams are going to be going after anyway. But let's just see if that happens. Just what to put out there, just in case something crazy does happen. But to me, that just about makes sense. It does, but... Yeah, those three franchises, that sounds like a lot of common sense there, Stuart. Yeah, that, that, that's true, that's true. I don't know if two, at least two of these franchises don't seem to have a lot. But Yeah, the Bengals um, are going to draft a punter with the first overall pick as well. Just I don't know if, um, well, will it? <laughs> <laughs> I think um, Rivera's probably got a bit more kind of about him, but it's not. This is what's going to be interesting about this draft is because the war rooms are going to be remote. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how much... Because usually you see the, the coaches coming in and out with their picks and who they want and then the GMs and that talk it through and then either go with it or don't, depending on if you're um in a good position as, as the coach. But this draft is all online. So, you know, oh, Ron, we lost you. We lost you. I can't <laughs> oh, hear so you, Ron. Sorry. Um, I'm gonna gonna go ahead and pick a pick a safety with number <laughs> two. I, I just can't hear you. What's Chase that? who? You, you want Patrick Chase... Queen? Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Chase who? Yeah. So this might be a bit different because I don't think the coaches might have might not have as much as influence as they usually do. Mm, I guess um, it depends on who gets to really be the one to pull the trigger, um, especially in the likes of Washington, where you've got Dan Schneider, who's uh, you know pretty famous for his meddling. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know. Could could well be uh, this whole dynamic needs to be sorted out around the NFL because, like, are they going to insist that there's a standardized procedure for everyone to follow, or does everyone just get to sort out their own thing? Uh, will they just end up um, picking, like, like, talking amongst themselves and then just phoning in? Who really knows? Still to be decided. Um, all right, so uh, we'll just get cracking with the first overall pick and who we think that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to make the number one pick in the draft. It'll be Joe Burrow. It's it should be. be. Oh, you, be. you say that. There's, there's been all this talk about, oh, Burrow oh. doesn't want to play for the Bengals and, oh, the Dolphins really want to move up there. Or, or like, oh, maybe the Bengals actually fancy uh, like Justin Herbert more than anyone else. I don't know, mm. but to me it would take no. something pretty special to to move Joe Burrow out of the number one pick here. Yeah, I, I can't see it. I think Joe Burrow, in the end, you'll be happy to stay in Ohio. I, It's tough. Like, this is the whole thing. When you're the number one overall pick, unless you're Andrew Luck, you generally don't go into a good situation. Um, So, you know, you can kick up a fuss and complain as much as you like about the Bengals and... Maybe, you know, it's not going to be the best offense straight away. But when you're the number one pick, it's on you to fix it. 
and that's what he's going to have to do, and he'll get paid to do it. He'll be a star straight away. Um, you know, sixty touchdowns to six interceptions in in college this the past season. So mm-hmm. FBS record, sixty touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. and he's, uh, he's got five more as well. Yeah, he had Joe Brady, who's obviously really good, and the, the system was really good. But I think if you look at LSU last couple of years without him, mm-hmm. and they've always been a quarterback away, always you know never had you know they had Mettenberger and Barnes, guys that just couldn't get the ball to the Odells and the Landrys and that, and they finally got a quarterback who could do it, and maybe that's what the Bengals need as well. Yeah, I think he'll he'll get down and he'll work, and. It should be a good, it's a no-brainer, so I don't know how you can screw it up. It's a no-brainer, so if anyone's going to screw up, it'll be the Bengals. Um, although, in, in saying that, I mean, the the roster looked pretty decimated last year. The, they had a bunch of offensive linemen go down. AJ Green was gone for the entire season. Um, their first-round pick uh, was a lineman. He was down for the entire season as well. Yeah, that'll um, be interesting when he comes back, because mm-hmm. that means they've got two first-rounders making their debuts. Yeah. Um, which is good. I think, you know, I think a lot of teams would sit their rookies if they could. So, mm-hmm. probably getting a position where, you know, they're going to have a first round talent left tackle and a first round talent quarterback. And I don't know if it'll make a big difference straight away, but, you know, going forward, that's a pretty good position to be in. Yeah. Well, they were still in some games last year and just kind of, you know, snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. Um, and you know you saw just a little bit of something here and there, and they're actually spending in uh, in free agency this uh, this time round. You know, nothing massive and incredible, but they're trying to actually build something there. Um, so I I think looking at Joe Burrow, who looks like one of the best prospects that we've seen since Andrew Luck, it, it just kind of makes sense that it's got to be him at number one. Okay, and at number two. Providing the Washington Redskins still have that pick there, uh, I've got them taking Chase Young, uh, edge rusher out of Ohio State, and pound for pound best athlete in this draft. Um, he's just this incredible freak, uh, 6'5", 264 pounds, but so quick, gets so low, and um, could be the next Von Miller or better. Yeah, I I do like Chase Young. Obviously, he had the a little bit of um drama in college. It was suspended for a few games at the end. Um, but this is this is where I'm I'm going to be a bit strange. I I think this is where you're what, going to be a bit strange. <laughs> <laughs> what the Redskins are going through the last four weeks mm-hmm. actually makes what Gettleman did last year with Daniel Jones, you know, kind of work. Because Daniel Jones was good this year. Last year he was, you know, he was in games. He had his he moments. Looked good. Haskins was, uh, but he didn't really have much chance. Taking Haskins at sixteen seventeen means that people can go, oh, you should take two at two. Yeah, there's been talks Haskins about it. Doesn't doesn't work, you know. You you can just get rid of Haskins. You don't have seventeenth pick. Tra- trade him to someone and, and just start again. Whereas the Giants are getting none of that. Because even though Daniel Jones had his moments where he wasn't that good last year, um, he was taking six overall. So I think people are giving Daniel Jones a bit more a longer leash than Haskins was getting. So the the Giants aren't getting involved in these conversations about where they should be 
looking at Tua or Love or Herbert. Ah, well, the, well, like the, the, the Giants have committed to their guy because they picked him high enough, and yeah. and he did flash uh, and and throw like for four touchdowns in a game, um, but also have about a million fumbles. It's it's something. There's enough from Daniel Jones that we've seen already to say, yeah, there's there could be something there. We could really make something from this. And because he was picked so high, there's a pressure for them to make that work. Whereas Haskins, because he was picked that little bit further back, there's maybe you know not quite as much invested in it. It's, it doesn't really make sense, but it does. Um, but if you get a talent like Tua there and he's available, you have to at very least think about it. But I think it'll maybe depend on what sort of value they could get for Haskins. Do you feel that with um, Kerrigan and Montez Sweat, they shouldn't be looking at Chase Young? Or is Chase Young just too much of a blue chip where you can't pass it up? Chase Young has looked like, according to PFF numbers, the most blue chip, blue chip player uh, in a a long time. Um, He's just been consistently the most disruptive force on the edge uh, throughout his entire career. And... Uh, it just looks like he'd be too much of a difference maker there, um, but yeah, that whole like having the option of Tua there is going to be really, really tempting for them. Um, but it, it just depends on whether you think that Haskins has it or not. How how invested are they in Haskins? I I would just roll with it. You're right. Take Chase Young, and then if Haskins is absolutely rubbish, you can get Justin Fields or. Mm-hmm. Um, Lawrence next year. Yeah, yeah. I think that might be the way that they end up rolling, but you know, we'll see. But I do think that Chase Young would be just like the most elite possibility you can get. He has the highest ceiling, and I think he has the, the highest floor as well. Um, I don't think he's like, got any potential to be bad, but you never know. He could burn and ghost in you and just really surprise you. <laughs> One thing I would find really interesting would be if you get someone like Trevor Lawrence next year at number one, if I was the Redskins, I would be like, okay, we got Lawrence. Here's a total rebrand of the, the team. Mm-hmm. Like, get Lawrence as your the best quarterback ever kind of vibe he's putting off. Mm-hmm. And rebrand the team. Change the name. Change yes. everything. Well, it's about time to change that name. At that point, you know, um, like a complete reset. They'll and somehow manage to change a- it to something more offensive than Redskins. <laughs> I know, it's ridiculous. still can't <laughs> believe it hasn't changed. Yeah. So I did on Madden last year. I took over the Redskins and moved them to like Portland or something. Changed their <laughs> name. So they weren't there anymore. Um, but yeah, I, it's, I think they've had such a dearth of talent. I think McLaurin was probably the most talented player last year in yeah. certain areas. And he was a fourth round pick or something. So they, they do need a blue chip. They need someone who's going to sell shirts and get people in the crowd. Um, mm-hmm. excited and Chase Young is probably the best best in a while mm-hmm. so who are you saying that they're going to take then if they remain Chase, in a second it'll be Chase Young okay cool cool I would seriously consider to it yeah but I think they've if got if you to. think you're going to tank and be rubbish again which they probably are then you may as well get the best player and look at next year for a quarterback mm-hmm. well, we'll see how that all pans out um, into the third pick and the Detroit Lions. So where do you think they're going to go with that? It's, it will probably be a CUDA. Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing there. But there's, they need so much. Yeah. So much. Now, this is, um, so Jeffrey Akuda, cornerback out of Ohio State, and they just moved on from their best cornerback of the last decade in um, Darius Slay, who's gone on to the Eagles. So 
they're going to save in cap space there, but you know they could have done with just keeping Slay and have him across Makuda, and then all of a sudden, you've got a really good-looking cornerback tandem. Um, but no, it just kind of they're they're going to get this first overall pick, use it on Akuda, and stay probably exactly where they were, if not if not become a little bit worse at cornerback. It, it, it seems like it's being really poorly managed, but Akuda should be the right pick here. Yeah, there's there's a few talented players out there that could really improve the team in a couple of positions. You know, um, the the Georgia tackle. Um, Andrew Thomas, but you're not going to take him at free. Then, you know, you could always say like maybe Isaiah Simmons. You know, for mm-hmm. his how good he is and how how much he can do on your defense. You know, as soon as you add, you look at what Devin Bush did for the Steelers yeah. and and Fitzpatrick did for the Steelers last year. You know, he's definitely in that that kind of um, uh, talent range. Yeah, you know, that's Isaiah Simmons out of uh, where's he got Clemson. Clemson, yeah. So, Safety you know, slash linebacker pro. slash chef slash waterboy slash tank. Edge rusher. Yeah, he's everything. But you look at, like, that's an overreach for them. This is where you're right about them trading. I just don't think they have, unless they're taking to a, or reaching for love, um, then there's no point in them staying at free for me. I mm. think they can get a Cuda at seven. I think they can get... Um, it's a lot easier to get Andrew Thomas or Tristan Wirfs on the offensive tackle mm-hmm. later in the the tens. Um, so they might be able to pick up some capital, but I think their fans just want them to. It's kind of like the Browns a couple of years ago, you know, just pick who you think is the best player for the team. And I think Akuda at three probably will make the biggest difference. But you're right, like getting rid of Slay just seemed so pointless. Especially giving them to another NFC team, yeah. You know, it's just like why, why, unless they really fell out, and he did come out after saying that Patricia was a bit strange. Yeah, that's um, one way of putting it. So maybe this is the way they went, but you know, you get a Cuda, you get him on on salary control for four years with a fifth year option. Mm-hmm. Do they have the fifth year option anymore? Uh, it's hard. I think that's still in the collective bargaining agreement. Yeah. Yeah, it's harder to give them it. I think because of the franchise tagging and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. like so, I think that's the thing. Now you can't because you can only have one franchise tag instead of two. It's a lot less likely that rookies are going to be held for seven years mm-hmm. instead of you know in, instead of the five they're meant to be. Yeah, allow so them to I hit think, the market and you know test and get their own value wherever. Someone is willing to be like them. 20, 26, 27 instead of being 28. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Yes. Yeah, still, still room for improvement or to, to play through their prime. Yeah. So um, I'd say Akuda, um, you know, you don't really go against. Wait, actually, did Bucky Barnes say that? Because maybe I'll have a different. Oh, Bucky Barnes would say anything. Or, or do you mean Bucky Brooks? Bucky Barnes Bucky uh, is. is... Was he not the Winter Soldier? <laughs> He is, yeah, yeah, sorry. Bucky Brooks. Oh, yeah, so Bucky Brooks has them taking a kicker and a tight end. Actually. Yeah, probably. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, Punt returner. Bucky Brooks can just... He's rubbish. Go, he can go home. I don't I don't really value his, his um, takes at all. For someone who's supposed to be an expert, I don't I don't get it. Can I uh, say, that's what I find really interesting about the NFL network shows, because you'll get, like, they'll bring in, you know, Daniel Jeremiah, who's much younger, mm-hmm. and it's like Daniel Jeremiah has been the assistant GM of the Raiders, and he was on the Eagles staff with Howie, and he's done all this stuff. And then it goes to Bucky Brooks, it's like five years as a punt returner. Yeah. Okay, cool. 
It's like, so what, what, what does that entitle you to do? What, what does that mean you know? It's like, oh, yeah. I, I studied the tape. Like, oh, okay, all right, Bucky. Yeah, cool. Well, he had them taking Hawkinson at fourth or something last year. So I don't, um, I think, you know, if you go off the PFF thing, quarterback, uh, corner, edge rusher, yeah. they need a corner. So yeah. they may as well take him here. Yeah. Their fans will be happy with that, and I think that's really what the Lions need to be doing is just not pissing off their fans. Yeah, I think if, if they could do, trading back from here makes a lot of sense, um, especially if they were to move back to the Dolphins. There's still a good chance they might be able to get him there as well as get a good value pick. Perhaps even something as, as big as, a, well, even another first or a second or something like that. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It depends on how sold the Lions are on Okuda and whether they still think they can get him a little bit further back. But you might even have a team, uh, like another team, who's not the Miami Dolphins, come in there and offer something. I mean, uh, the Raiders still have plenty of picks too. Uh, what if they want to jump up a little bit higher and say, I don't know, what if Tua's still available there at that point? And they don't really believe in Derek Carr anymore. Um, yeah, there's some, some, some value in, in at least giving that some thought. Um, they'll take a quarterback. They've got Mariota. They don't need to go in. <laughs> yeah, they're done. They're sorted for the next um, four years. months. Yeah, sure. Um, so moving on to number four, and let's say the New York Giants still have their pick there. So I think that they should be taking someone like Andrew Thomas uh, to bolster that offensive line. But David Gettleman likes to make a splash, and he's going to want yeah. to get the biggest guy possible to protect Daniel Jones. Doesn't mean the best, but the biggest sounds like a good idea to him, which is why he's going to go for Mackay Becton, offensive tackle out of Louisville, who is gigantic uh, and an athletic freak. And so they're going to see just too much potential in that and decide that they've just got to go for it. So six foot seven, 364 pounds is what he's listed at. Uh, and what I've got in front of me, which is stupid. And he he ran, what was it, a sub-five-second 40-yard dash for a, a guy that's the size of a house. That's in- incredible. Uh, and he, he did show pretty good um, athleticism and like, sideways movement and stuff as well, but he's still pretty raw. Um, but if you can make him realize his potential, then you could have something really special there. Yeah, I'd love if he does, you know... Uh... Dexter Lawrence and, and slims down before he even gets in the building. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden he comes in at 260. You're like, wait, whoa, whoa what's happening? <laughs> Dexter Lawrence lost so much weight before he even made a, an appearance for the Giants. Yeah, I don't it's like, know dude, if that that's was the intention <laughs> from the Giants, but um, probably better for him. I I kind of agree that they'll go, um, they should go offensive tackle. You know, Tristan Wirfs, whose tape is just unbelievable. Yeah. And his ratings from Iowa. But I wonder about Iowa because they don't seem to be a very good team at times in college. But that offensive line and tight end school they've got there. Yeah. I don't understand why their coaches haven't been picked up by the NFL because mm. they're const- consistently putting out top 20 players um, in those positions. So. <coughs> Sorry. I think I it should be and it probably will be, but I would want Isaiah Simmons. Mm-hmm. I, I would want if I was if no one would trade back with me and I had to pick it four, 
Mm-hmm. I want the fourth best player. Yeah, best pure athlete, like one of the best pure athletes, certainly after Chase Young, perhaps, um, but so much more versatile. Like, um, I'd say he's a Swiss Army knife, but he's more like a Swiss Army bomb. Like, he can just go go anywhere, do anything, and absolutely blow things up there. He is just a, a real specimen. Rook ran a sub 4440 uh, at 238 pounds, six foot three, or whatever he is. Um, yeah, like it would be if, if like basically whoever picks up Isaiah Simmons in this draft is going to be stoked, and no one's going to be able to argue with it. So maybe that maybe that would be a good enough reason for Gettleman to do it because he can maybe just do with just having what people perceive to be a surefire hit. It's um, not his way though. It's not what he does. And Peppers wasn't awful, um, you know, for them mm-hmm. last year. So I can see them just sticking to the offensive tackle and a lot of teams will be about upset that certain players come off the board before they get to them so maybe that's enough to um to say that's why we should do it um but i don't know about beckton um yeah he's massive but i think you go with the the georgias and the alabamas mm-hmm. um just in terms of you know and the iowas in terms of the the edge the pro style education yeah, they, um, they should go for either Worfs, Thomas, or Wills. But like, I just see Gettleman seeing this behemoth and saying, "Now we we can really do something with this." Um, but um, you know, could could be wrong. I'm just saying that's the way I see it going. So, so who do you see them going for? Do you see them going for Simmons, or do you see them going for the line? I see them going for the line. Let's say mm. they go for Beckton, and that gives the the Browns more opportunity to make <laughs> <Okay. So laughs> a better tackle. Oh, yes, right, Gettleman, okay. Gettleman, you get rid of the other guys, and we'll get the blue chips at number eleven. <laughs> I number see what 10. you did there. I see what you did there. So, for the sake of this, you're just hoping that they would go for Mackay Beckton to yeah. to give your Browns a better chance of landing their guy to help out Baker. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough then. Um. Uh, on to pick number five and the Miami Dolphins so people have been saying that they've been tanking for Tua for the last few seasons do they get their guy now? they have to if they're at five um, I think they'll move up to get him just because they'll be scared that someone else will um, will think about it mm. but when I look through the names because obviously the Texans and the Rams and stuff aren't there but just looking at the team names on the sheet it's just who really, other than the Chargers, who are behind them in the draft, mm-hmm. and haven't really made any indication they're actually after a quarterback, mm-hmm. other than just not signing anyone, which yeah. I think is smart because it means that they can get Winston on like a veterans minimum or something. Yeah. Um. So I, I think the Dolphins probably could have sit at five and get their man just because, you know, the the Redskins shouldn't pass up a blue chip. The Lions shouldn't move from Stafford yet and the Giants are Jones. So technically if no one else moves up, the Dolphins probably could get Tua here. If the, if the Redskins are smart, they will look like they're looking at Tua a lot. And they'll just see if someone's going to be willing to come in and say, no, no, we want him. What would you like for him? They could do what the NBA teams do and actually pick him. Yeah, and then trade him away. And then trade him, yeah. Which is what the... um. The Falcons did with Luka Doncic. They picked Doncic, knowing that everyone else wanted him, and then ended up getting another pick for the fifth pick. Mm-hmm. So they ended up getting another first round just for picking someone that someone else wanted. Now you could say that Doncic is the best player 
yeah. to be drafted in the last 10 years and they shouldn't have given him away. But they got an extra pick out of it and they didn't know that when they did it. So um, there's ways to do this, but I think if if it runs this way, the Dolphins should take to it here. Yes. Yeah. I know his hip, blah, blah, who cares? It's fine. You know, like players have injuries. The Dolphins have already missed a, a franchise quarterback because of an injury scare or that didn't exist or medical team being too conservative. So <laughs> I would just go for it. You know, if you're bad, you're bad. You've got Fitz, um, Fitzpatrick and you, you've got picks. So just you got maybe yeah. try and trade a couple of my picks to get into the second round next year mm-hmm. so that I have a couple more ammunition next year if it doesn't yeah. work. But I'd red share them. I'd get them at five, red share them, play Fitzpatrick, play two in the last two games if they're out of it. And, you know, you're set. You're ready to rebuild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, let's and see. It, I think people have been saying that this is the guy that everyone's been looking for for, for years. And until Joe Burrow came on the scene and just exploded this year, uh, Tua would have been the number one overall pick. Um, like and that's despite his injury history, it's like he's worth the risk because of just what he can do um, with his arm, with his legs. He's smart. He's got all the tools, and he is the the the, the it's the one and the one A in, in the quarterback rankings here between him and Joe Burrow, uh, and, and who could be the most successful out of this class. Uh, then it seems to be a bit of a steep drop off to the likes of Justin Herbert, who people are like, oh, well, he's got all the tools, but you know, can it translate to the NFL, or is he just going to be one of these big lumbering guys? Um, yeah, I, I say Dolphins have got to take to a Tungavailoa quarterback out of Alabama in this one as well. Yeah. Okay. Hoo-ah. And uh, then we'll keep this keep this going a little bit because we're going a little bit behind schedule, if there even is such a thing. And the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, who do you have them going for? Now, some people have them in the quarterback market, but they themselves are saying right now that they're happy to go into the season with Tyrod Taylor, um, which I call bullshit on unless they are going to be tanking for Trevor. But who do they get? Like, I I don't rate Herbert. Not in the top 10. Herbert's like an end of the first round to get the security of an extra year kind of guy. I, I, nah. Nah. Um, they should probably be picking a quarterback here. Um, they did get Bulaga um, at right tackle, so mm-hmm. they've, they've kind of shored up the offensive line a bit. That's it. They, they waited um, for Phil Rivers to leave the building before they eventually sorted out their offensive line. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. What, what do you think, like... Are you going Jordan Love? Are you going Herbert? Are you going Eason? Like, what's well, the... yeah, I, I think that someone like Isaiah Simmons would be pretty awesome to have there. Um, just really, yeah, exactly. Have him and Derwin James next to each other. Where do you go? What do you do? Um, and you can move Simmons around as well. You can just use him uh, like you're like some sort of like the crazy weapon that he is. Can but... you imagine that defense with Bosa, Ingram, Simmons? Yeah. Well, it was supposed to be scary James. enough last season, but then they just didn't show up, really. Um, but they, they could also look towards offensive line and pick up someone like the Jedrick Worlds or Andrew Thomas, who'd likely still be available. Um, 
but I've still got them taking Justin Herbert here. Um, if they can't trade back or, or get one of those guys. Because um, like, I, I, I don't believe that they believe in Tyrod Taylor. I don't think anyone does. Uh, no. I mean, like, I, I also can see them maybe picking up Cam Newton and then just saying, like, this is what it's going to be. We can, we can roll with Cam. We can make something of him here. But if, if they do that, then it's got to be an offensive tackle. It's, it's got to be, like, worse Thomas Wills. Um, but on my paper in front of me right now, because Cam Newton is not going anywhere yet, I've put him down for Justin Herbert. Yeah, let's go. Not, not I, because I like him anymore, but like I just see it as being like they have a good team there. If Herbert can come in and be a little bit better than Tyrod Taylor, which he has the the possibility of being, like they would go for it. Yeah, I I don't know about Herbert. I, I kind of think Herbert's on a, a pit stop before becoming a an executive at Nike and making twenty million a year <laughs> doing that. Like honestly, the boy is. From Eugene, went mm-hmm. to Oregon. His dad's mates with Phil Knight. He already works at Nike as an apprentice. Like, this man will be like the CEO of Nike one day. I don't think football, like, this is the when they ask these questions in the combine, like, what is your goal? Was what are you trying to achieve? Obviously, he's going to say NFL, but I just don't think he's there. You're questioning big, his passion? Yeah, in big games last year, he was rubbish, like actually rubbish. Mm -hmm. So um, I'd be going more Jordan Love. Mm -hmm. I'd actually, if I wanted the the quarterback, I'd be waiting and I'd be taking Eason in the second round. Because Eason is the Mahomes prototype that people seem to love. The big arm and the the, on the bad team making it work kind of vibes. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's a waste of a pick getting Herbert here, especially when there's good quarterbacks still available in free agency. Yeah, I think oh. yeah, there's there's a bit of depth, um, but but like, and and there's this possibility of someone like Jordan Love or Jake Beeson being that that flash player. But and like, I do think that one of those guys is going to get overdrafted. But if they can get Eason in the second, they will be exceptionally happy, and I think they would have to go for it. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I just want the Chargers to fail, so I'm giving them Justin Herbert. Okay. But if they if, if he ends up coming back to bite me, then I'll be obviously very upset, but I can still just say, oh, well, I called it. Yeah, okay. Let's go with that. Okay. Uh, Carolina Panthers, at number seven. Who you got? Um, it's probably going to be Simmons. That's what everything, I've got down as as well. Everything is saying Simmons, but F off. I don't want Simmons to go to the <laughs> I want Simmons to go to the Cardinals next. But mm-hmm. they're going to go offensive line. Like, they don't necessarily need an offensive line in the Panthers this early. Mm-hmm. So they may as well get the best player on the board. But they do have Brian Burns. Yeah, but Brian Burns did flash last year. But you, you've got to build on that. You can't just rest on your laurels. And if you have an opportunity to pick up someone like uh, Isaiah Simmons at this point, uh, I think they would be ecstatic to jump upon that because Simmons is a top three talent in this draft, uh, and he, if he falls to you just based because based on the other teams just drafting on their need rather than the best player available, you got to lap it up. Well, that happened to the Jags last year, and they managed to get their offensive lineman in the second round anyway. So, mm. um, 
Yeah, okay. I'd say Simmons, he's just... He's a brutal player. Clemson. He's... I don't think he's surefire. As long as he picks a position, um, probably Keekley's position. Um, yeah, that's it. They need someone to, to, to fill in that hole there. And uh, like if, if Simmons can drop down into linebacker and be used there... Um, to be honest, I kind of feel as if having him in there as a as a an inside linebacker would be almost a bit of a waste. Um, so, like, he I, I can't see him staying there. They'll have someone else go there quite a lot of the time. But um, anytime you've got him on the field, you've got to account for him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's it's not one I would um, uh, argue with at all. Um, it could be said that they could be doing with uh, some offensive line help as well. Um, especially since you've just given Teddy Bridgewater a bunch of money to come in there and do Cam Newton's job, um, yeah, I could I could see them going that way too. But uh, on on my board here, I've got them taking Isaiah Simmons as well. Okay, next up the Arizona Cardinals, and you mentioned earlier on about them maybe going for offensive line. So who would you give them right now? I think the Cardinals want. Some, you know, know that they're getting a player who's been in the pro-style system who'll come straight in and do a job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it'll be Jedrick Willis. Or Jedrick Wills, sorry. Jedrick Wills, offensive lineman out of Alabama. Yep. Yeah. I think that would be a, yeah. a, a good good shout. Um, I had them going for Tristan Wirfs, but uh, I think between Wirfs, Thomas and Wills, uh, it's a toss-up about who would be the, the, the best out of those three. Um, yeah, Thomas could be a shout there as well. Um, everything I have has what Thomas going before, mm-hmm. um, before pick eight. But I, I think the Alabama kind of I, I think that means a lot to NFL teams. You like a bit of Alabama. Yeah, even though I don't, because I'm an Auburn fan. <laughs> but I think if you're going to go offensive tackle, I think they'll go more Jedrick Wills, um, than Brown and Beckton. Um, sorry, not Brown. Um, Thomas and Beckton. Yeah. Okay. So you you got them taking uh, Jedrick Wills, you say, and I've got them taking Tristan Wirfs. Um, so I've actually got a bit of a run on offensive lineman here. So I've got the Jacksonville Jaguars at nine taking Andrew Thomas, and I'm giving the Cleveland Browns Jedrick Wills. Uh, do you see those guys all going offensive line as well? Or do you see the Jaguars saying, no, wait, there's still someone else up there that I want to go for instead, like a wide receiver? Because those guys have yet to come off the board. Yeah, if I was the Jaguars, I'd really want Judy. Um, I don't think you can um, win when Shark is your best wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And and they did play a lot to DJ Shark and, and, win, and Minshew being best mates. I think yeah. <laughs> a lot of um, fantasy leagues were won <laughs> on the fact that Minshew liked throwing to DJ Shark. Yeah. Um I I'd take Judy. They didn't take Metcalf last year. And yeah. because the boy fell to them from the, the edge rush. Yeah. But I would be taking Jerry Judy with the ninth pick if I was the Jaguars. Yeah, I think that's something that they would definitely need to look at. Um, but their offensive line was garbage last year as well. Um, it also and... means that the Jets don't get Judy. If they yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is actually where I've got them going. Um, but um, yeah, like Jerry Judy does look like the probably the most polished receiver in this class. 
Uh, and I would not be surprised to see him go to Jacksonville. Um, but I mean, it was it was kind of crazy just seeing Gardner Minshew running for his life the entire time last season. If you give him a little bit of time, like he could end up being all right. He could end up just like, getting a little bit extra time to make these throws. Yeah, but the Jags. Have but then the who are you throwing pick. to? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a chicken. The Jaguars and have the Jaguars have the twentieth pick. Mm-hmm. So I'd be taking the skill position to stop him going anywhere else, and it'd have to be the polished ones. When was the last time the Jags actually trained someone? Yeah. Now, for, for me, though, I've got it going the other way. So I've got them saying, well, the offensive tackle class, uh, there's these more elite guys up at that end. But the wide receiver class is so deep that you could still get someone like uh, a, a T. Higgins or a Jalen Ragor or something like that uh, back at pick number 20. And that's how I see it going. Spoiler alert. Um, so, yeah, I, I just say grab, like, I think you get more value out of the like grabbing the tackle at this stage in the game. Yeah, so we got three tackles in a row, yeah? Yeah, that, well, that, that's, that's what I've got anyway. Uh, so, so yeah, Tristan Morris to Arizona, uh, Andrew Thomas to Jacksonville, and Jedrick Wills to Cleveland. That's what I've got. You can go for wherever you want, sir. Um, I would rather... They don't have a choice. The Browns are number 10, so I'll mm. let you do the run on it, but I'd be disappointed if Worths went to the Browns because I hate projects. Oh, and you see Tristan Wirth as being a project in this case. Yeah, he's a, he's a um, smaller school, big big tape. I'd rather have the pro style defense players. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather have... You'd rather the, have a more polished guy in there already. Uh, yeah. You think that you're Thomas getting, or Will is a day one star. Yeah, and you're getting the the lad that they, they picked up from the Jags mm-hmm. on the other side. Yeah. So, you know, it changes their team straight away for the Browns. Yeah. But the Cardinals might think that as well. Mm-hmm. True. So, do you think the Cardinals are more willing to take a project and get Worfs? I, th- I think be... they see the, the potential in Worfs and they, they, they like what they see there. I, 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 it's kind of it's such a toss-up between those guys there, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, I, I went Worfs, Thomas, uh, Wills. So, the Browns get Wills. Because they need someone to protect Baker Mayfield, and if Jedrick Wills is still there, they will be extremely happy with that. So the Jaguars are getting. And I've got the Jacksonville Jaguars taking Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle out of Georgia. See, now we need to remember that I I over or oh, no we did we put Beckton we did put Beckton to the Giants, there, mm-hmm. so I was going to say Beckton's still going to be here. I, like like I'm saying, you can put these guys wherever you want, um, and we can just. Like rattle them off at the very end, um, but yeah, yeah, I'm just just saying what, what I think, and what I think won't matter because uh, like all these players are going to be gone. There's shitloads of trades, and none of this is going to matter. Yeah, exactly. Like the the whole draft's going to turn on its head within the first four picks, probably. So we'll see. Yep. So did you have Judy going to the Jets? I did indeed have Jerry Judy, wide receiver from Alabama, going to the New York Football Jets. Um, he 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 didn't exactly do himself any favors at the combine, but his his tape is it, it speaks for itself. He has just got this amazing quickness. He's the most polished route runner that's come out of college um, in a long, long time. Um, but of course, there there is this big three uh, talk. So between Judy, C.D. Lamb, and Henry Ruggs. Now I think that Judy and C.D. Lamb are 
they're they're up there on their own a little bit, and I would have Rogs a bit below. Um, I, I I just feel that Jerry Judy in a Jets uniform seems to work better for me, and I I think that it would be the biggest help to Sam Darnold. Although if they took some if they took CD Lamb, I wouldn't be surprised. Cool. Yeah, it's depressing as it'll be to see either of those guys on the Jets mm-hmm. at the moment. I think it's got to happen. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So, so let's let's, um, let's speed this up a little bit here. Um, so do you see? So who, who do you see the Jets going for potentially? Uh, it'll be Jerry Judy mm-hmm. mainly because I haven't seen them really, um, you know, develop anyone either. So you know, you go for the polished player. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would think that he would be the the closest thing to a sure thing. Uh, but CD Lamb just so so close. Um, on that as well. Um. Yeah, I think Judy's, like I say, the closest thing to a sure thing. And then uh, you have the Las Vegas Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, at number 12. And if well, the Jets are picking me, Jerry Judy, does CD land that work? Oh. I disagree with this completely. They have the 19th pick from Chicago. Mm-hmm. So I would be taking Derek Brown. Oh, okay, okay. And then I'd be picking up Mims or whoever's left at mm-hmm. twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I like, I, I like that. And if I was to go wide receiver, I'd go Rugs. Oh, okay, Henry Rugs. Because you're going against the team that guy. the division they're in, they go against Tyreek Hill. Like you need to be hitting fire, fire with fire, fire in this, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in this division. So, um, if they're not going Rugs for me, it's it's um. Derek Brown, mainly because he's kind of fallen in our draft because of the way we're looking at it. Mm. Um, and he's he's ready to go. And I think the Raiders need players that are ready to go. Mm, fair enough then. And the, the Raiders were uh, pretty miserable on, on defense for a lot of last year, but they showed flashes. And there's a couple of guys here and there, but yeah, they could really do with uh, some something consistent to shore up the middle there. And Derek Brown could be a, a really, uh, really nice addition to that. Um, I still see them taking C.D. Lamb, wide receiver from Oklahoma, um, with the the 12th pick, just because he is such a potential weapon, and having been burnt by the Antonio Brown saga last season, they they need something to go there uh, quick and make a difference, and I think that C.D. Lamb, he's just, he can line up inside and outside, he's exceptional with the ball, uh, his body control is crazy, um, and he's he's still really fast. He's not incredibly fast, but he's fast enough um, to to really cause uh, any defense in that division some real problems. Yeah, if this is the way it falls, we may as well just give the Super Bowl to San Francisco. <laughs> well, uh, in that case, who are you giving the San Francisco 49ers with the 13th pick, which they got from uh, Indianapolis after trading DeForest Buckner there? Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs. That's where. That's exactly what I've got written down here as well. So that's after you had your run on offensive linemen, now you've got a run on wide receivers. Jerry Judy, CD Lamb, and Henry Ruggs is what I've got there. Uh, although you've got Derek Brown sandwiched in the middle there. So if, if you had the 49ers... Actually, first of all, if you have Jets taking Judy and you have Brown going to the Raiders, are you saying San Francisco would rather take Henry Ruggs over C.D. Lamb? Yeah. 
Okay. It fits their system a bit better. Um, Lamb will fit anything, but they've already got the the movement. You know the um the kind of cross backs the way they they play. Mm-hmm. Um, with the fullback protecting the the quarterback on rollouts and stuff. I think Rugs would just be devastating. Yeah. Devastating. Yeah, his, his, his speed is is crazy. Um, he, he didn't quite run as fast as everyone thought he would at the the combine or anything like that. But he can really take the top off of a defense, and he actually has excellent hands. He didn't drop a pass all of last season, but his production in Alabama uh, leaves a lot to be desired. He just never really like like he, obviously he had a lot of other players around him who were taking um, like you know catches away from him. But why didn't he produce if he's supposed to be such a big weapon? Because they had so much talent in the team mm-hmm. and they didn't need to go to him. Um, for me, Ruggs, I do find it interesting where it's like, okay, I can run and beat the 40. But the last player to do it was John Ross mm-hmm. and he ends up on the Bengals and he was overpicked. Or I can run the 40 the way I normally do. And end up at the Eagles, the 49ers, the Cowboys. Yeah. He'll be <laughs> exceptionally Rugg, happy to end up there. I think there's a bit of cleverness with Ruggs and the way he's played his draft. I think it would have been different if he'd been able to go. He's probably shot himself in the foot a little bit because of the situation and not being able to go and do in-house workouts. But mm-hmm. that just adds to the mystery, so it's probably actually helped. <laughs> so yeah. if, you look at, look at, if you look at it, it's going to be... The Dolphins, the Raiders, the 49ers, or the Eagles. What, who get Henry Ruggs? Yeah. If uh, he doesn't go earlier. Mm-hmm. So oh, like, I've got, I think I've got, he'll be pretty happy with that. Yeah, I, I actually think, and there's been a lot of talk about this, is that the Denver Broncos might trade up because they really want uh, one of these uh, three guys to peer across from Cortland Sutton. Uh, and I think of... I, I don't think the Raiders would want to do it. So, uh, and I think that the Jets really want to get Jerry Judy. And I think if anyone is going to like, allow that to happen and say that, oh, well, we can still pick up someone a little bit further back, I think the 49ers would be the, the more likely uh, target. So if the Broncos can move up and take Henry Ruggs, then I could see that happening. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Um yeah, if the if the 49ers were to get rugs, then that would be devastating for everyone else in the NFL because they are like that. That's probably the one place on their roster that they're thinking like, okay, there's there's really some significant room for improvement here, especially now that um, uh, Emmanuel Sanders has gone out the building to New Orleans, and Ruggs's speed and good hands. If he, if he can just like solidify that route running tree, then he's going to be scaring people for like the next 10 years. Okay. Um, so on to number 14. Let's really pick this up again now. So I've got them taking Derek Brown, um, defensive lineman out of Auburn, um, because on, on my board here, the offensive linemen are gone, like the, the main ones, and they need a, a lot of help up front in the middle on that defense. And Derek Brown is the most devastating player left on the board for them there. Um, although I, I, I think I might have written this up partially before Tom Brady came in. So I guess it really depends 
on on what say he's going to have there because he's probably said to them something like, "Look, you give me some protection uh, guaranteed in the first round." That might be what he's after because it, it's it's a win now for them. But Derek Brown makes more sense to me. Um, yeah, I have it the other way. I think it will be on my board, Beckton mm. or um, Josh Jones. Yeah, or even Wills or. I think Wills will be the one that probably drops because people want the project and Worths and Thomas was so strong um, in the combine. Mm-hmm. But if they can get Beckton or Jones there, I would do it because, you know, this is a wide receiver draft and they've already got, you know, two of the best, um, the best tandem in the league probably. Yeah. So, you know, they they'll need a tight end. And they'll need some other players on defense, but I think they've got time to get them in the draft. So I'd be going offensive line, even if it's like a little, a little less elite than it could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe they trade up to get themselves into that run. They could do, especially since um, right now people apparently ring chasing going to Tampa Bay purely because Tom Brady's there because they think that that's somehow going to be a thing that's going to work for them. Yeah, because what um, if they end up with like someone like Terrell Suggs, you know, on a one-year ring chase, yeah, um, kind of thing? Then, then they might not need to go as hard on the defense in the first round if they can pick up a couple of trades or mm. free agent players. I guess it depends on how free agency goes right now because the uh, number of people like signing contracts because they've been able to go through medicals or whatever is pretty minimal at the moment. Um, yeah, so you've got um, the the lad that left. Uh, the Panthers, um, who's going to be up as well, you know the the Eric Reed, mm-hmm, yeah, player, players like that, you know, yeah, With Florida no income tax, yeah, cool. yeah, we'd love that a payday and a potential to chase a ring, it's um yeah, it would work out all right for them, but you know that's providing people actually have faith in Tom Brady's arm, either that or they just want a chance to play with him anyway, um, so uh, you have them taking offensive linemen, I've got them taking Derek Brown. Uh, then moving on to my team, the Denver Broncos. Um, so what do you think they're going to get here? <laughs> if it worked out the way I had it, it would be Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, you have no faith in Drew Locke. What are you talking about? It's not that. It's just the, the height. You know? Um, oh, yeah, of course, because he's a six foot six guy that John Elway would like. Yeah, okay, big, big gunslinger. Okay, yeah, I, I see where you're going with that one. Is that, is, be, is that your sincere pick, or do you think no, they're going to go no. somewhere else? <laughs> they should probably um, sure up some of the talent. You know, Javen Kinlaw might mm-hmm. be there. Um, they just need a blue, to them, a blue chip, someone that's kind of a not-miss. I think you just need to add a bit more yeah. talent to the team. I mean, you can get a wide receiver later. You've already got a number one wide receiver. So, you know, you're looking... Look at the linebackers, you know, maybe you, you kind of go for a... Um, a Claywon Chason or a No, uh, he's Patrick too Queen. much of a... I think Chason on his numbers is a bit too much of a reach, but Patrick Queen or Kenneth Mar- Murray. Mm-hmm. Yep, I've seen a lot um, of Kenneth Murray uh, talk here. Um, I'd say you go LSU just because I'm one of these guys that just thinks that that means a lot, you know, mm-hmm. to yep. <laughs> get a guy who's won games and played for a good team. Yeah. Um, so I'd say Queen. Right, yeah, no, that would not be a bad shout. Um, I'm going a little bit of left field here, and I'm going to say that they're going to stick within 
their state and they're going to get a wide receiver because they're like just really wanting someone and they just see a lot of potential in LaVisca Chenault, wide receiver out of Colorado. Now, again, I think they might still try and trade up and get one of the elite, elite wide receivers that are in this very deep class, but they just see this incredible athlete with, with amazing potential uh, and they probably believe that he would have gone up even higher and put himself into that conversation of being like top top two or three receivers had he not been injured during the combine. They're happy to see him drop. And um, yeah, they just love their idea of another Colorado kid. Okay. Again, like I'm saying that that is maybe a little bit out there, but it, it just depends on the attitude of, uh, of, of Elway and the rest of the staff there. They, they, they want someone big there. I mean, if, if they can trade like up and get one of the other guys, they'll probably go for that. Might even trade back and then pick up someone else, but I guess it just depends on what's going on there. But yeah, Chenault's my guy at this particular juncture. Cool. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which then allows the Atlanta Falcons to um, come in and pick up C.J. Henderson, cornerback out of Florida for me. They really need some help out on the outside there um, because they're just falling way behind from everyone else. It just seems like such a glaring need. they got to go for it, right? Um, maybe. <laughs> well, who have you got them going for? Um, well, not Chase on like this one in front of me has. He's crap. Um, <laughs> what one in front of you? You're not supposed to be taking any hints from anything else. This is all 100% your own stuff. I expect you to have gone and done your homework and seen every single one of these players play. <laughs> yeah, let's go with you. I... The cornerbacks in this one, I'm not. I think there's a clear number one, and then the rest um, are a bit kind of hit and miss. Uh, well, I've got I've got a couple other guys in there, but like um, C.J. Henderson, it just kind of felt that that kind of worked with Atlanta a bit more. Uh, it, there could be a lot said for getting Christian Fulton out of LSU as well, but yeah. I thought I think he's going to go just a couple of picks later on. Okay. Uh -huh. okay. Okay. Cool. So, uh, quickly moving on from the rather boring Atlanta Falcons, and um, <laughs> they really are. Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, do you see their kits and how they look like the ones from the prison movie? Oh, they've got new kits. Yeah. Oh. They got made. They got made fun of by the Panthers for, for um, uh, Panthers asked them if Adam Sandler was going to be their new starting quarterback. <laughs> uh, no, I've not seen those yet. Uh, not oh, like okay, so like I'm going to put a hold on this for a little while because I need to go and see these. I love a new uniform. Okay. Oh, ATL. Yeah. Like really? What's this the name of basic. the Adam Adam Sandler movie? Um. Oh, it's oh, really annoying because they also made a football movie out of it as well with Vinnie Jones, and it was also was a remake of a Burt Reynolds one. And mean Machine was, or something? Mean, or mean Machine was the foot was the the soccer one. Yeah. Uh, the longest yard. Yeah. That's the yeah. one. Burt so, Reynolds is a classic one as well. Um. But yeah, yeah, they're all right. But I'm not so sure about having the the ATL there. Yeah, it seems more like. I'm so used to NTL. It's still, it's still pretty being Scottish. That just seems more like a sponsor than the name of the yeah. city. Yeah, it's, it's all right. I don't it's live in Atlanta, so they probably, they probably see that every day, ATL. Yeah, I've seen, seeing a lot of this um, like throwback to more basic-looking uniforms, like rather than having all these stupid, flashy numbers like the Tampa Bay one was. Um, yeah, they, they've gone and changed things up as well now, looking a little bit um, more reasonable. Um, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't hate it. 
Okay, moving mm. on to things we do uh, hate. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, the, the Dallas Cowboys, apparently. Um, so, who have you got them taking at this point? Now, like, I've still got them uh, picking up Javon Kinlaw at, at this point, which they should be very, very happy about. I think that he would be a, an excellent value pick at number 17. Yeah, Kinlaw's good. I would be more... CJ Henderson would have gone here for me. Mm-hmm. Or or John or Christian Johnson. Uh, Christian Fulton out of LSU. Fulton, yeah. yeah, I think sorry. certainly since they lost um, uh, Jones, Byron Jones to Miami, uh, that would make a lot of sense for them to do that as well. Um, you can go the PFF way. You take the cornerback here. Yeah, you, know, you lose one and, and pick one up, and you save money. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I I still think that Kinlaw's too good to pass up at this point. But you know they could maybe still pick up uh, someone else in the second round because I, I do believe they still have a second round pick. Um, and there might still be some value there. Um, so, so you've got them going for uh, Christian Fulton or C.J. Henderson at this point, yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, cool, cool. Okay, so let's definitely pick this up because we've been going on for over an hour and we still got about 10 teams to go. So the Miami 14. Dolphins... Yeah, the Miami Dolphins' next pick, which they got from Pittsburgh. Uh, what do you got? Um, the offensive line... Or it will be um, Kinlaw. On my on my one, they'd pick up Kinlaw here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That would be a nice but, nice pick. But you know they might they might reach to get another offensive lineman. So maybe um, the the Jones or um, yeah, I, I, I did think potentially uh, Josh Jones from Houston uh, at, at this point. But I have I have Jones at the box. Yeah, yeah. Now, for me, that would still be a bit of a reach. Um, I ended up giving them uh, Clavon Chase on, uh, edge slash linebacker of LSU, just because I think that um, uh, their, their, their coach there just would really value someone like him. Uh, they've been building up on that side of the ball, and I think that he might think that he's a, a really good addition to that that side of the ball. And with the capital they've got in the draft, because this, this pick might not exist for them once they've traded up to get two. Yeah. Um, but they... <laughs> They have the capital to pick up a project. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and picking up Chase on at eighteen is better than picking up um, whoever the Raiders got last year at four. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, Cleveland Farrell. Yeah. So. Who did next to nothing? Yeah. So let's say Chase on there. Okay. Cool. Cool. And speaking of the Raiders, they got their pick. So I think this is the. The culmination of the Khalil Mack trade here, uh, and the Las Vegas Raiders. I've got them selecting Christian Fulton, cornerback out of LSU at this point. Yeah, see, we're starting to vary now because I've got them taking Brown, so I've got them taking a wide receiver here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really just a crapshoot for me. Could mm-hmm. be anyone, um, but I think I'm going to go with your Colorado lad. Oh yeah, Lavisca Chenault. Yeah, I think that they would love to have a player like him there. He's just a really big-bodied, fast guy. Uh, I think he he would scream Raiders to me um, if he wasn't coming from Colorado. But um, yeah, I think that would make a fantastic uh, pick on their part as well if they could get him. Because they could do with some some help there. But since I already gave them uh, C.D. Lamb at 12... Uh, I saw them then saying, like, okay, well, we're going to go defense this time around, and Christian Fulton would be the best value at this point. Yeah. Cool. And um, 
much like the like in, in the reverse of the Raiders thing. So because I saw the Raiders having the chance to, actually no, sorry, the, the Jaguars had the chance to pick one of the better offensive tackles earlier on, and the Raiders got their best wide receiver earlier on. So now the Jag- Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, in the pick that they got for Jalen Ramsey, I have them taking T Higgins, wide receiver out of Clemson, who I think would actually be a perfect fit in that scheme. Uh, and I think he would actually be able to do a lot of favours for uh, Gardner Minshew and that team. Yeah, I'll go with Higgins. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're, you're seeing sense and just, just going with what I'm saying here because uh, obviously I know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> um, I kind of had a bit of a toss-up between him and uh, the guy that I have picking, sorry, being picked next by the Philadelphia Eagles. And that is Justin Jefferson, wide receiver of LSU. Now, he's still got potential to go even higher than this as well. There has been a lot of talk about some people even favoring him above uh, Ruggs and uh, even above above CD Lamb in some cases, which seems a bit of a stretch for me. Um, but the, the Eagles swung on, um, uh, what, what, was, what was his name, the wide receiver from last year? Uh, f- funky name. Ortega. JJ Ortega with uh yeah. last season and didn't quite go to plan, but he's still got potential it's not there. Really but if they want to get better, he, he yeah. did become their number one when they wanted to reassure yeah. them. Oh yeah, so. definitely. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that it's his fault, uh, but having another option there uh, will will really help. And I think Justin Jefferson makes a lot of sense. Yeah, the so the Amazon um, documentary "Nothing to Lose" is. Um, isn't it all or nothing? The, all or nothing. That's it. Sorry, mm-hmm. is the Eagles this year? And I watched two episodes, and they just stressed me out because I know what's coming. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you know, like, you know, they're like, we're so good. You're going to We're going to be happy. And then it's like in the second game, their um, cornerback, the really rubbish one, mm. gets like knocked out by the Atlanta by um, the Packers guy. Like he gets like out cold and gets stretchered off, and it's like he's Maddox, mm-hmm. and it's just like. Yep, here we go. And then, you know, um, there's a couple of scenes where Jackson's holding his hamstring and it's like, yeah, that's not going to work. And then Jeffrey misses a couple of throws in practice. And yeah. Is having a, and you're like, I can't watch this. So this you know where it's going. It's going to be so stressful. Oh, and then, man. obviously, they'll have all the behind the scenes of um, Wentz getting concussed in the yeah. playoffs. And I'm just like, I will eventually watch it. I'm just, it's it's very stressful. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I feel sorry for Whiteside. And I think he'd be a very good pickup for another team wanting to take a punt on a trade. But you're right, I'd say Jefferson here. Yeah, I think it makes makes sense. Uh, he was really super consistent at LSU. Did help that he had Joe Burrow throwing him the ball. But um, yeah, I think he would fit in nicely into that Eagles system. Uh, at number 22, we have the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they've got a few more problems now. But um, I mean... Is it just me, or do the Vikings look like they're about to spiral out of control completely? Yeah, maybe. I don't really know who would benefit them here at all. Like, really, like, it could be anyone. Um, I mean, like, yeah, I, it's 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 tough. I mean, you get someone like Kenneth Murray or uh, Patrick Queen, uh, potentially, or Clavon Chase on, but um, I had them. Uh, taking a punt on A.J. Epinesa, uh, edge rusher out of Iowa, because 
they're losing a lot from that defensive line and uh, they need someone to work out for them there. And uh, yeah. Epinesa just kind of made a bit of sense for me. Yep, I'll go Epinesa as well. Yeah, so he's a, uh, he's, a he's a junior out of Iowa, uh, 6'5", 275 pounds. Um, he's not full on speed, but um, he's one of these long guys. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Montez Sweat from last year. Um, so yeah, he, he, he's, he flashed a little bit last year. He wasn't quite as good at the beginning, but he really came on strong towards the end. Um, could end up being someone that they've just got to take a go on. Mm-hmm. Now, skip on to the New England Patriots and go on then. Who do you think? Uh, everyone seems to think they're going to go Jordan Love. Yep, that's what I've got written down. I don't know if I'd agree. If they, if they don't go for him and he's available at this point, um, I don't know if it's just because... I guess it kind of depends on whether they really, really believe in what they have in uh, your your old Auburn boy. Um, or if they're just tanky for Trevor. Mm, either or. Um, I still like Ethan. Yeah. I'm going to die on this. If Ethan ends up being like Mahomes, I want a shirt made. Um, <laughs> do you, do but... you make Jacob Ethan a first-round pick, though? Not here. i trade back. Mm-hmm. Pick up a couple more picks for next year or this year, and then take Eason. Um, But I think if they're going to stay at 23 and they don't want their fans to riot, mm-hmm. we're going to go Jordan Love. Oh, I mean, their their fans can just sit down for a bit. They can they can take a season off if they need to and go back and eat their prawn sandwiches. Um, they just... I think if anyone's going to be happy with just saying, okay, Brady's gone, we need to regroup. Uh, and if, if any team can do with just tanking for an entire season and making sure that they get really, really bad for one year, it's Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. So yeah. I've got them down as Jordan Love, would, but I'm seeing them going elsewhere. I know a lot of people could get kind of caught in the, oh, well, Van Noy's gone, so mm-hmm. we'll pick up someone like that here, but no, they'll pick up a guy who played cricket at, um, <laughs> at Michigan or something to play where Van Noy played, so yeah, I'm going to go Jordan Love. Yeah, they're going to get the Penn State Rubik's Cube champ uh, to, to slot in wide receiver and somehow take them to glory. Um, yeah, no, you can see it happening. It's just what they do. Anyway. Do you, do you was... see... Um... Oh, my God. What's happening? Hmm? My computer's dying. Uh-oh. The... Uh, you see that? Are you good? Uh... Do you want me to say who I think the Saints are going to pick up whilst you figure out what's going on? Yes, please. Okay, I think the New Orleans Saints are going to pick up Patrick Queen, linebacker of LSU. And I think that that would actually fit in really, really nicely with what they're trying to do there. Because I think they're going to go for Jacob Easton in the second. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, But uh, Patrick Queen, uh, linebacker of LSU... Uh, I think if he was to fall to them at this point, they would be exceptionally happy because Patrick Queen, is, he's very young. Um, you could say he's raw, but he looks better than that. Um, he was, do, you not think, do you not think they need a cornerback? They do, but they also need a linebacker. And like I think that they might just say that 
the the linebacker that they could get here would be better than the the cornerback they could get at this point. Although they, they could go for someone like Travon Diggs, uh, cornerback out of Alabama, which I think would be a, another really good pick. But yeah, I just I just see them picking up Queen. I just there's just something in my head that I've got of the name Queen on the back of a, a Saints jersey. It just seems right, and it would look good. And I, I, I don't know. I'm just feeling it. If he's there, I think he's I've got. Picked. I thought Queen earlier. I think he'll go. So uh, if I follow the same logic as you, which I'm happy to do, I'll <laughs> say they're going to take Kenneth Murray from mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Yeah, I've been hearing more and more about Kenneth Murray and how people don't want to make him a first round pick, but his story is so good um, that it's just something that you you can't help but love. And he just sounds like a leader. Like he's been helping raise um, members of his family since uh, since he was a kid. Uh, and apparently just everyone rallies around him and he's just this natural born leader and I think whoever gets Kenneth Murray is going to be exceptionally happy with him but he's maybe not a first round talent per se yeah well I'm putting him there because the Saints are good anyway you do that you do that Um, let's keep it going Uh, the Minnesota Vikings next pick and obviously they need help in a lot of places but one place that they uh, like lost a really good player in Stefan Diggs is wide receiver. So I've got them taking Jalen Ragor, wide receiver from TCU, with the 25th overall pick. Yeah, okay. It's all kind of here and there now with the wide receivers. Yeah, it's because there's so much depth with wide receivers, and I've still got a few more going off the board in this round. Um, but like, the, 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 like, there's been a few guys have been mentioned already in this one, but um, I think Ragor sounds like the, the the closest thing to what they would be wanting there. I think he would be really good to put across from Adam Thielen. I look at it the other way. I think that um, you can go for two number ones or a one-two punch, but I'd probably rather they went for Brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm. More because he's a slot kind of receiver, a bit more, um, a bit different to Thielen, uh, a bit different to Diggs. And it probably gives them a few more options mm-hmm. um, than having two... Two number ones, two over the top guys. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of it's, it says toss up. Any player you're getting at wide receiver in the late first round is going to be so good. It's such a deep, deep draft. Yeah. Um, there's also the thing. Do you do you go high here to pick up a tight end to make sure you get someone to come in because they don't have a tight end here. They've only they've got Rudolph. It was great, but the Vikings, aging. No, they picked yeah. up um, uh, a tight end uh, last year. Remember, it was the guy who was, like, people were saying, like, oh, well, Cal Rudolph's going to be uh, going because oh. we've got the other guy. Um, what was his name? Uh, Irving Jr. Yes, or... yes. It was, um, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah whatever, whatever his name was. Something Irving yeah. Jr. Okay, well, then keep <laughs> him and, yeah, I don't know. He didn't seem to do anything. Keep him and then, for me, Brandon Ayuk here. Yeah, I was thinking about him too. Um, I, I do still see uh, Ayuk, um, who's out of Arizona. Yeah, That's being right. a, being a, a good a good pickup there as well. Um, and Denzel Mims is dropping in ours. Mm-hmm. Well, like some people still didn't have him up particularly high. I do have him going very soon, so don't don't uh, don't don't pull him away from me just yet. Um, so so yeah. So you, who you got for for them? You've got Brandon Ayuk for Minnesota yeah. right now. Yeah. Okay. And I've got Jalen yeah. Rigor. Okay. And uh, we're nearly getting there. So Miami Dolphins in their 
last pick of the first round from Houston. Uh, they go and replace the offensive lineman that they gave up for this pick, for me, and they pick up Austin Jackson, uh, offensive tackle out of USC. That's what I've got there. Oh, but, I'm going to completely oh, go on reach then. here. Do it. I'm taking uh, Zach Moss of Utah. Okay, okay. Because he is amazing. <laughs> Zach Moss is so much fun. And he's got a clean bill of health. Yep, and I don't care what the stats people say. You need a bloody running back when you don't have any. Um, okay. They just picked up Howard, but no. Zach Moss. Right, wow, okay. So, and you put him above the, the other running backs there? Like, potentially, yeah. like, like, so Jonathan Taylor or DeAndre Swift? You're like, no. No. Zach Moss ran that whole game himself at Utah. Um, he was their best player. He was their number one. He was their star. Give me that. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Nice. Uh, nice curveball there. Uh, down in Miami. I like it. I don't agree with it, but I like it. <laughs> I think you may as well get him here. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I would the think amount that, of capital they've got. You know. Yeah. I, I would still think that they'd maybe be able to pick him up in the second round. I don't think that um, the running back is as big a need as some of the other things that they need to pick up there. But I do like Zach Moss. And um, if he were to end up on the Dolphins, I think that he could find a way to be successful there. But I, uh, at this stage, I haven't got the Dolphins taking uh, an offensive lineman. So I just thought that I had to give them one at some point. And Austin Jackson was the best one left on my board. Um, trade in the draft to get Will- Trent Williams and then pick up the running back. Not, not a bad idea. I think Trent Williams would be something good to pick up there as well. Uh, and I don't think you'd have to give up a first-round pick. I think Trent Williams still wants out of Washington. Um, maybe second-round pick. You could do that. And the Dolphins have two of those. So, you know, go for gold, right? Okay, number 27, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, in the home straight here. So the Seattle Seahawks, who have you got going for them? Man? That Alabama lad that you just said before, whose name has completely gone out of my head. The Alabama lad, what, the uh, cornerback? Yeah. Travon Diggs, cornerback out of Alabama. Yes, yes. Yes, I think that would be a that would be a fine pick to get there. Um, I, I I see where you're coming from that, and I felt that they would potentially go that way. But another way that they could swing is picking up Yitter Gross Matos, edge rusher out of Penn State, purely because he has the weirdest name, and that's something that Seattle Seahawks seem to be going for at the moment. But um. Yeah, I can definitely see them picking up cornerback or edge rusher in this one. Um, I'm looking at it that Clowney's coming back. Because I think at this point of free agency, the Seahawks are probably the only team that can pay him. Uh, but like, it just depends on whether he's just going to sit out there and wait. From what I've been hearing, uh, there's just an ever-decreasing chance that he'll be going back to Seattle. But, yeah. like, but he, 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 can't, he can't go out there and prove himself to any other teams. All he can do is have Zoom meetings with them. And and having a Zoom meeting with Jadavian Clowney seems like really pointless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to see his burst and his strength and his his knees and his back. He's going to ask for way too much money, and that's why he's going to eventually realize that he's pricing himself out of a move anywhere, and he's got to reassess how much he thinks he's worth. Take a step back. He can't be asking for the top top money he's not Von Miller he's not Aaron Donald 
and he needs to get that in his head. Yeah, there you go. Life advice mm. from Stuart, from yeah. Davian Clowney. There you go. Do you want to tell him that to his uh, his pecs or whatever you'd come up to? How old was he? Six foot seven or something? Yeah. You tell him that. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. No, like I would come up to about his um, about his shoulder because he'd be grabbing onto my head with his giant baseball mitt of a hand and pulling me up to his level so that uh, he could look look at me. Um, but yeah. I, I'm just saying, man, you know, it's just, you're, you're not as good as you think you are. Please don't kill me. Um, so, yeah, I think those two options could work. Uh, right, let's really run through this now. So, Baltimore Ravens, I'm giving them Denzel Mims, wide receiver of Baylor. Because I like him a lot. And I, I feel as if the Ravens, they don't need to do much to improve. But if they can get another weapon uh, on the outside for uh, Lamar Jackson's throw suit and, and Denzel Mims is this big body guy he can really cause some problems I don't know if you maybe go off of just talent available here with the Ravens because they are so deep you know Matt Judon's tagged they've picked up Campbell their offense was lightning mm-hmm. um, I'd say I'd want to pick up someone who can learn from uh, Earl Thomas. So I'd probably be going for Xavier McKinney here. Oh, okay. Yeah, not bad. Xavier McKinney. I, I did also consider the possibility of Grant Delpit going there because he's still not off the board yeah, yet either. He's he's falling, I think. I don't think he's had the best time. Mm. Um, he's, he's an in- inconsistent tackler, but if you can get him sitting with someone like Earl Thomas, then perhaps that would be able to be pushed out of his game. Um, but Z- Z- Xavier McKinney is probably the more, more solid... Uh, better movement sort of guy, yeah. If he's an inconsistent tackler, that's terrifying that nearly every draft I've seen has got Delpit going to the Browns at 40. <laughs> um, I mean, you'd be happy yeah. with him at 40, I think. Yeah, but then the other lad couldn't tackle either. Mm. <laughs> Reedy Williams. So. Yeah, you need some people well, who can actually tackle people. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. But I, I'm going McKinney here. Um, mm-hmm. It's just more talent. Just add as much talent as possible. He's probably the most talented player. Yeah, stack up that the defense. The offense was already pretty scary last year. Um, like, yeah, like the, the Ravens. To me, they don't really have a weakness. So just improve where you can. Take best player available. Someone like Xavier McKinney would be a really nice addition. Yeah. So all the attention I've been paying. Um, Henry's still at the Titans, yeah. Uh, Derek Henry is still at the Titans, yes. Yeah. So which this is draft, but like he has been. Guys are um, idiots. Yeah, Derek Henry has been franchise tagged, and that is why I am giving them Jonathan Taylor, running back out of Wisconsin, with the 29th pick, because mm-hmm. so they're going to let Derek Henry walk next year because they are going to be smart and not pay a running back big money. So why Taylor over Moss or Swift? Uh, well, you, obviously, you've given away uh, Moss already. I think, um, uh, like, T- Taylor, he's just been one of these guys who's been really consistent uh, for as long as he's been uh, been rushing for. I do like DeAndre Swift as well, but he's got uh, size, power, and speed, um, and, he, and he can also be really involved in the, uh, the uh, receiving game as well. Um, he's got some, some ball security issues, and obviously has been used an awful lot already, but I, I don't know. I just I just like the look of him. Well, yeah, it was kind of a toss up for me between him and DeAndre Swift. I didn't have Zach Moss uh, on my board in the first round at all, 
But um, I could see why you would go for him there as well. But now for me, Jonathan Taylor would make sense to Tennessee. I didn't really want to give anyone a running back in the first round, but it made sense for Tennessee because they're going to be getting ready to get rid of Derrick Henry. Or Derrick Henry would be clever and let them franchise tag him again next year. (laughs) We'll see how it all pans out. Yeah, yeah, just keep taking the monies. Yeah, I don't know about the Titans here. They're such a um, kind of all-round team. They don't mm. really need... They've got A.J. Brown, so the wide receivers are unnecessary in this round. I don't know about unnecessary. Not... They, they could still pick someone else up. If someone right falls to them and they're like, nah, this would be perfect to, to give another weapon there. But like, I, I think that they may also look at defensive line, especially since they just let Jarrell Casey walk to the Broncos for a seventh-round pick. I, I think that that's something they're maybe really looking to address in the, in the draft as well. Well, in my draft, I'm just going to give them Kinlaw because no one's picked him yet. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, you do it. Like, I, I think he'll be gone long before then, but um, if he's still on your board at this point, then hell yeah. Yep. Let's go Kinlaw, even though that's not probably realistic. I'd say the Taylor pick's probably quite sound oh, as well. That's it. Like These these guys are all going to drop. Like There's, there's got to be one guy who's going to drop down. At one point, that was Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers, who I'm going to give another weapon finally he's going to get a first round wide receiver from me uh someone you've already taken off your board and that's brandon Ayuk out of arizona uh i think having him across from um oh what's his name wide receiver oh oh that's Um, annoying Devontae adams yeah Devontae adams having him across from Devontae adams uh finally get that wide receiver who's that little bit better than oh maybe he's got potential it's like now nah, Brandon now you can be a really solid player in this league and I think giving him someone like Green Bay makes a lot of sense I'm going to give them probably maybe a bit of a reach here but to get replace um, Graham and Steinberger was crap so I'm probably going to say Hunter Bryant give Jay Steinberger a bit of credit he never really had any opportunities last year uh, he's not getting any Hunter Bryant okay. <laughs> Okay, fine. Hunter Bryan. Uh, in- interesting um, uh, decision there. I see where you're going, but like, I-, I still feel as if they need more of a, uh, a wide, wide receiver presence. So yeah. deep. Yeah. So deep. So, yeah. Um, Hunter Bryan out of Washington. Uh, it's going to go one of two ways. Either all the wide receivers are going to go in the top 30 or none of them are other than the top three. It's going to be like last year with the corners and the... Um, the wide receivers last year where it was like there's so many of you guys we're just going to wait until the second day Mm. and then they all suddenly start going like you think of what happened in last year's draft with uh, the Cardinals and the Browns taking their cornerbacks the best cornerbacks in the draft at the top of the second Mm -hmm. that was not expected so it happens there's always going to be players who are going to fall yes Mm -hmm. but Okay, so okay, top two, the 49ers. Super Bowl runner-up, San Francisco 49ers. We get another pick. Jesus, mm-hmm. the Colts have screwed everyone. Yeah, <laughs> they've just handed it to the 49ers. Um, 49ers have enough talent on the offensive end for me. They just get mm-hmm. someone to cheer up the defense a little bit more. I, I don't know what they see in Armstead. Compared to Ooh, what Buckler okay. was, okay. Armstead was rubbish in the in the Super Bowl. Um, so let's pick up. 
you know, there's there's players here. There's the, you know, Willie Gay from Mississippi, mm-hmm. um, Curtis Weaver at Boise is an edge rusher. Um, they could pick up Grant Delpit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's a toss up for me. Okay, um, well, for me at this point, I, I gave them Trevon Diggs, cornerback out of Alabama, because their, their cornerbacks were the, the one weakness that they seemed to show last year. Uh, they had a lot of real inc- inconsistency on the outside there, but I, I could just as easily give them someone like AJ Terrell out of Clemson. Um, but for me, the best guy available on my board now is Trevon Diggs. Also, Jeff Gladney out of TCU, another guy to keep an eye on as well. Um, a bit, a bit, bit smaller than, than some of these other guys, but um, yeah, he's got a lot of athleticism. Could make up for it. Um, I'd really, because of the Auburn connection, I'd love to see Igbuna Gohe play for the 49ers, but he's going to probably go later in like the third or something. So mm. um, I'll go with you. Uh, on the same as you, but I've already got players off the board. So let's say AJ Terrell, Terrell mm. here. Yeah, cool. Sweet. And let's close this one out real quick because I need to let my flatmates back into the kitchen. Uh, the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I believe that they need to do some work on defense, uh, but they'll probably pick up whatever wide receiver they can at this point just to really mess up with everyone. But I'm giving them Kenneth Murray, linebacker of Oklahoma, and I think that that will be a, a big difference maker in the center of that defense there, which needs some help. Cool. And I'm just going to pick one out of the sky and go with that ball. <laughs> he was uh, just right on my board here as well as someone they might consider. But if uh, if Kenneth Murray is still available, I think they like his intangibles uh, just that bit more. Um, but yeah, Zach Bond would be a nice, uh, a nice fit there as well. Nice. Okay, Whew, we're, we're we're done it uh, in a, in a ninety minute podcast as well. That's not that's not too bad really, considering that the fact that we spent how many weeks on uh, on doing <laughs> doing pre draft coverage last year. <laughs> well, it's interesting because it was all we could do because we were starting out last year and we wanted to get content up. And yeah. we had I think we had more. Well, we have more time now, but it just doesn't seem like. When there was so much content coming out last year, you know, all the workouts and yeah. teams trading already, and it just wasn't, it was, there's a lot to talk about. This year it's kind of, you know, oh, Daniel Jeremiah says this. Okay, cool. Yeah, this is Because none, none of the teams, because they can't pick the, like, you know, the free agent guys out of the small schools aren't going to be as easy to get. Everyone's really close to their chest this year. Because mm-hmm. they're going to have to probably keep their draftees. Um, which is good for players that are in that kind of fifth, sixth, seventh round, but it's it doesn't mean there's a bit less content because no one's trading everyone away and you know, yeah, picking up more players already. It's just kind of okay. When's the draft? So yeah, it's it's really coming at us thick and fast though. Uh, so hopefully, people will manage to be able to put together Zoom meetings and. Have uh, have the IT guys paid a little bit over time to go into the uh, the owners' houses and set up cameras or whatever it is that they need to do. But like I would just say, just don't bother with the cameras. Just just keep it simple, keep it on audio, and um, but you know fine well that the NFL won't allow that. Everything has to be videoed. Um, but yeah, 
we'll see we'll see really looking forward to it. really excited by this draft uh can't wait to see what this new crop of players is going to look like and where they're going to go yes it's going to be great Whew, thank god for that right okay it's lunchtime here so uh i'm about ready to sign off darren you good yes i will we'll see you later Awesome. Thank you very much for joining us, guys. And um, we'll see what we feel like putting up later. <laughs> Whether there'll be more uh, pre-draft talk or we'll just wait till afterwards for some reaction. Uh, just join us when we can be bothered. You know it's bad when the, the ESPN spend four hours talking about an interview they didn't even conduct. <laughs> Tom Brady. And it really wasn't that. In, like You didn't really reveal that much he was pretty he was more open than the only is but he was still pretty guarded so yeah yeah he's never yeah, going to reveal too much he, he's too busy out there uh, going and uh, trademarking silly things like tom pabe and tb12 and stuff like that like just get get out of here yeah. anyways this is, this is fourth and forever no filler or color yeah that's right is it i don't know anyway <laughs> catch us next time goodbye see you